What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Shin to Chin. Uh, super excited about today. Got a lot of good people coming on. Um, before we get started, got to give a massive shout out uh, to our first sponsor. Um, actually, super good connection with these guys. They're actually my first sponsor when I was uh, still fighting. Uh, super big fan of theirs. Uh, MilitaryMuscleInc.com or just Military Muscle uh, clothing line. Incredible people doing a lot of things for our military and our veterans and our homeless veterans. Uh, basically, right now, they've got a buy one, give one program for every tee bought at MilitaryMuscleInc.com. They're donating a t-shirt uh, to a deployed troop or a homeless veteran. Uh, they've partnered with Packages from Home. Uh, the Packages from Home guys send about 10,000 packages a year, um, and they help out with the local homeless veteran populations. And uh, seriously, guys, go check these guys out. Um, their goal is to really be donating about 10,000 t-shirts a month. Uh, please go check them out. Use the, uh, use our code shin two chin, all one word, all caps, um, you know, when, at checkout and, uh, yeah, please go hit them up, man. They're doing awesome things. Robert Principato is a good guy. We're going to have a couple of these guys on the podcast in the near future and yeah, hit them up. Next sponsor we got to give a shout out to is Lyft. Um, I'm sure everybody's heard of Uber. I'm sure everybody's heard of ride sharing apps, guys. Uh, you know, I know we've got the Memphis and May season coming up out here locally, um, but I don't care if you're in Denver. I don't care if you're in Arizona, California, New York. I don't. It doesn't matter. Please do not drink and drive. I know that we get on here and we drink and we have a good time. We even got a sister podcast that's literally focused on whiskey. Um, please. Do not drink and drive. If you're going to go out and have a good time, have a plan. Um, if part of that plan is to have a ride-sharing app, use our code S2C, as in Shin2Chin, uh, for a discount on your first ride. Hey, guys, if you're going to even go out and drive, if you want to become a Lyft driver, use that same code. Uh, you, you get $50 after your first few rides, um, and they're doing awesome things. Guys, seriously, it doesn't matter what's going on. I've had a lot of people lost, a lot of good friends been injured. Do not drink and drive. Go use the code S2C whenever you're enrolling in Lyft uh, for special promos and discounts. All right, with all that being said, I'm super pumped about today's podcast. We got, you know, Brandon Gator on, super good friend of mine, awesome MMA fighter. I think you guys are going to love it. Had a lot of good conversations with him. Uh, stay tuned for awesome things with this, and yeah, let's get started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Shin to Chin. Sitting here with one of my favorite people in the local area, one of my favorite fighters, good old Brandon Gator. How's it going, man? Going good, man. Thanks for the introduction, man. Appreciate that. Heck Appreciate yeah. that. Gladiator Gator, what's up, y'all? Dude, I'm 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 pumped. I knew as soon as I got this thing going again, I wanted to have you back on here and uh, or on here and uh, just kind of walk you through. You're seriously one of the most interesting people out here. Uh, on top of that, you just made your pro debut. We'll get, I'm sure we'll talk yes, about sir. that some. Um, and yeah, like. You've just been around fighting for a while now, it seems like. I think, uh, like, what, when did you start training? In life or just for, well, for uh, fighting? For, well, I guess two, right? Well, it, it doesn't matter, either one. So, like, man, it's it's a, it's a it's really kind of a long story, but to make a, a long story short, my dad is a martial artist. Really? Yeah, he's a, he's a martial artist. Grew up and um, did everything from boxing to kung fu. He's, like, brilliant at nunchucks. Um, he's a military guy, special forces. Um, so I just, I grew up on, on military bases, uh, until I was like 13, 14 years old. And the whole time before that, me and my dad, you know, doing different kinds of drills. Um, so he, he was really, I mean, we used to watch Hoist Gracie, like 
the first UFCs, you know, so like I've known who Hoist was before, before, you know, everybody kind of jumped on this bandwagon and, uh, and now a couple months ago to, to get that purple belt from him and like, that's a, that's like the best, the, the, the highest point of my career so far is getting that purple belt. But, but yeah, man, so that, that's, that's kind of where it started. I wrestled in high school. Um, where'd you wrestle for? Uh, Ridgeway. Really? Yeah. Ridgeway high school with coach, uh, Ronnie Bray. Was that, uh. I feel like I know that name. When, when did you graduate? Oh six. Okay, so yeah, we, I was oh eight, but yeah, we've okay, been in the same yeah. area, I guess. Where you go to school at? Arlington. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It, first graduating class, they were unique. <laughs> yeah, man, man, Coach Bray, like that. Uh, he taught me something, man. He, um, I remember when we we qualified for this this big tournament, and uh, he was like, "I need you guys here five six in the morning before school starts to run." I'm not requiring it of you, but like, if you really want this, you know, you, you need to be here, you know, cause legally you couldn't really be like, you gotta be here. Um, but I remember him like making us run. I remember him like doing house calls, like all kinds of stuff, man. And, and so much so to the point to where now, like I was talking to, uh, Jason Letterfine, um, and he read it in my bio and he was like, I didn't know you wrestled for, for Ronnie. And so he actually said, "Hey man, I'll, we'll give you a, a subscription to Flow, you know, Flow Sports, or we'll um, uh, we'll pay for your, you know, your seat at Brandon's pro debut." So really, yeah, man. So um, I'm pretty sure he got to see. It. He wasn't able to come. I think he had he had like a tournament coming up or something. But he saw it and, and hit me up and stuff. So it was good. It was good. But yeah, humble beginnings, man. Like training with my pops. Always been a martial arts fan. I, um, growing up, I used to like act like I knew what I was doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I teach these classes to people around the neighborhood and just, uh, we formed a fight club in seventh grade on Herbert field. Oh man, we can't talk about fight clubs. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> no. no, go ahead, man. Incriminating. This is a uh, hypothetical. No. Um, but yeah, man, we were on a military base. We got, we got in big trouble for it too. We, um, started training together, wrestling in the, in the, in the park and crazy shit like that. And, um, we built a little shed, put some lights in it. Like we're like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year old kids. Like that kind of, that kind of range started fighting in there. We had one situation where a kid lost a fight and didn't want to, um, didn't want to stop fighting afterward. Like he, he pretty oh, much shit. tapped out and, you know, sore loser type stuff. And we had this guy named Pierre had a, uh, had a little uh, a little BB gun and ended up shooting the kid. Oh, he was God. like, "Hey, bro!" Like he was like the referee, you know, slash inc- uh, instigator. <laughs> and um, he 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 was like, "Hey, bro, you better calm down, or or I'm gonna I'm gonna cap you." <laughs> We're on a military base. Oh my God! And uh, so he shoot he ends up shooting the kid in the in the knee, and uh, we got in so much trouble, man. Oh, I, like, I bet the MPs, the military police came out and. Stuff is crazy. Stuff is crazy. But yeah, seen a bunch of kids out there with like rifles, kneecapping each other. Yeah, yeah that's man, a good way to do peace out. And everybody's still friends. Like <laughs> all, of, we're actually planning a reunion here soon. I think this summer. So, but yeah, man, been fighting for a while. Um, I actually uh, fought some in Knoxville where I went to school at too. Really? So like directly after. Um, so you were evolved. Yeah. Uh, damn it, we can't do this podcast. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Sorry. <laughs> it's over, it's over. Who you with? I'm a Georgia guy, man. Oh, Blue, okay. Blue red. Man, my mom's from Georgia, so I can't I can't hate, but nah, man. It's, um, uh, yeah, it, it's, 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 a, it's a crazy thing to be a fighter, man. I, I fought up there in Knoxville, uh, kind of unsanctioned. Mm-hmm. Like, there weren't really any, any weight classes. I was just a, this is like 06. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it was good. I had I had a, a little like fake belt back then too, but nobody really knew how to fight. Mm-hmm. And then um, coming back here to Memphis in 2014, they built a UFC gym down the street uh, from where I lived. And um, funny story, there's this chi- there's this Chinese foot massage place right next to. UFC gym Cordova. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, and so I was, uh, I was probably in the dog. I think I was in the doghouse with my with my lady at the time, my wife now. Um, and I was taking her to get a get a massage, and I saw the UFC gym, and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I, I can do this. You know what I mean? And um, my uncle Mike had told me about this guy named Bam Bam, uh, who who just came back from Cali, who's going to start fighting again. Uh, was telling me about him, and I saw you know Jaleel Willis on on D three fights on YouTube, and I was like, "Dang, he's from North Memphis too!" Like, yeah, yeah, it's cool if he can do it, I can do it, kind of thing. And I told him that, and um, got back in, got involved. Um, wasn't really dedicating a lot of time to it, um, and ended up. Next thing I knew, I had two belts. Yeah, I you know, I was like training like twice a week. So you two, had three the, times a week at the time the attitude belt and the V three belt, right? Yeah, yeah. So what's crazy? This is the this is the full circle story here for me. That, that's insane. Um, when I first started Shin to Chin, like we were a website, all we did was fighter interviews and we'd hype people up. I remember that. The very first person <laughs> I hit up when I got home was this V three champion named Brandon Gator. Who is this guy? Oh man, I remember that dude. Who is this guy? Yeah, I, man, I remember that. That's 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 where I met you. Yeah, dude, that was. That's what's up? Oh man, that's throwing it back. Look, How yeah, many, was that fourteen, two thousand fourteen? Uh, right? Yeah, it was. So I got I got out of the Air Force November eighth, two thousand fourteen. So yeah, this, dude, man, holy crap, we're old. <laughs> old as shit. Oh man, that's yeah. That, that's the crazy part to me is I've I've gotten to see you from that moment. Uh, I mean, well, so first of all, you. You started training. Um, you trained. Where did you train at UFC? Did you also train at Chill Cuts? Or I know you've trained. Yeah. With, so, so uh, more recently, I kind of went 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 to Chill Cuts, but like I was always kind of going back and forth on Saturdays mm-hmm. and um, once or twice during the week if I could. Like if I was training for a fight or something, um, I'd do a tournament over there at, at Chad's. That's actually I remember meeting Chad. Um, I actually won a tournament over there with him, and uh, I was a white belt, and he was like who is this kid? You know what I mean? And, and that's how he was like, we need to get him to fight. I think it was like July, I think it was July 12, 2014. I had my first official amateur fight. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's nuts. Well, so I remember back then, um, you you fight, you fought, uh, for your title, all that, but then you kind of stepped away. Like what, what was that planned or did you just kind of like, like what, what made you? Yeah, it was, um, Man, at that at that time, like I had literally a million things going on, as if I don't now. But well, yeah. But at, now but you're at, busier. You're you're probably one of the few people that rivals me in really? business. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I feel confident saying that. Man, I appreciate that. But but because you do a lot of stuff. Um, but at that time, man, like I was, I was running the Blight Elimination Steering Team, uh, which was like sixty different organ, forty to sixty different organizations, depending on who showed up that were working on like dealing with vacant and abandoned property in Memphis. Like I was working on housing policy, like on the state level and on the local level. Um, I was like, um, working with, with a law firm, you know, um, and, and their main thing that they were doing were like pursuing like litigation against slum lords and stuff like that. So like I had a, I had a lot going on. I was managing properties down near like the medical, the medical district. Um, like 40 of them, you know what I mean? Like it was at, at the same time. 
So I was like, I am, I'm getting to a point to where I'm not going to be, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be in this game, I got to be true to it. You know what I mean? Like I gotta, I gotta put the work in. I gotta put the time in. Athleticism only takes you so far. And I was like, okay, you know what? I know I have the potential. Let me not run my body down right now. Let me get my money right. (laughs) Literally, let me get my uh, money right. I was getting a lot of people paid and uh, not making a whole lot myself. Like I was good, but like not where... Yeah, I'm an ambitious guy. You know what I mean? So like, dude, it, it comes with the hustle, man. It like, comes with the hustle, man. Like, I want, I want like real wealth, but not like not just monetary wealth, but like full around wellness wealth. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to chill and pass down like six generations of oh hell yeah of of history, income, all that stuff. So I was like, okay, let me take a step back. Let me get my money right, so that when I come back in the game. I can destroy him without any anxiety or making me feel like I'm losing some opportunity somewhere else. Uh, and now, you know, I started my own business, Gator Consultant. Shout out to Gator Consultant. Hashtag shout um, out. Hashtag. Um, <laughs> and, and, and now things are great. I'm still busy, but like I, I make sure that I set all of my, my hours. So when I want to take a day off, you know what? If I'm not feeling like it, I'm not getting up. Um, and so that opens me up to be able to train in the mornings, you know. Yeah. That opens me up to uh, be able to train the midday, train at night if I need to. So when I'm preparing for a fight, like, I don't think anybody has the time that I do Yeah. Uh, now. So. Well, and what's crazy is, um, so a lot of people are going to hear that, and they're going to be like, yeah, man, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to get up, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make my own stuff. It's like, well, hold on, buddy. Like, to get to this level where, you know, you're Brandon Gator, you can take off to go train or, you know, you're Joe Stonick, you can cut out work early to go podcast. Like that takes some serious fucking. Shout out Joe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Joe. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, like that takes some serious hustle, man. That, that's yeah. why like I knew, uh, you know, like I said, I knew I wanted you on here. You're, you're one of the other people I see. Uh, what, so another thing that people don't realize if, uh, if they don't know us very well, like we, I, I essentially, uh, took your place at my firm. Like you, you worked with the people that I work with. Yeah, yeah. Um, Had so, a contract with uh, Mass Mutual at the time, and you know, yeah, yeah, that was good. Well, and see, that, that's the thing is, like, you you went and got you know your hustle right and everything else, and I moved in, and people still talk about you up there. I mean, like, literally, uh, I think the I'm assuming he was the uh, managing director then, Charles. Yeah, um, yeah, Charles. Charles has literally told me on multiple occasions. He was like, "Hey, man." If Brandon ever wants a job, he's got one. Just let him know. Like, just I was, I was man, like, Charles is awesome, man. Yeah, that, if you want to talk about a hustler, oh god, Charles yeah. is a hustler. Yeah, man, his story is phenomenal. Eventually, I'm gonna have him another another shout out. I'm gonna have him on rye whiskey. Um, we're not there yet to where like I, I feel don't, comfortable. Don't, don't tell his clients, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but like, eventually, I want to get to the point to have him on there. Um, he's got an incredible story too. He does. He um, does. But yeah, man, that's the thing. Like, I, I see so much in you to where you grind. I mean, you there's no there's no days off. I mean, like, yeah, you can say like I'm not feeling it today, but you're gonna be doing something. Like, yeah. you're like me in the sense that no matter what, we're always moving forward. And what's insane about that is that you were able to take was it like three years off um, from, two, from two, fighting? Yeah, two years. Yeah, two, so two years off. Get everything right. Get your mind right. Get your life right. And come back, and you are on a absolute tear right now. I mean, like I can't, 
like uh, I was I was nervous what because uh, your first fight back you it was attitude yeah, right yeah. so you fought back in attitude that was actually the same fight card as uh, Hoist Gracie's son which yeah. was insane that was how did that, that feel man that I mean that was good because like I had uh, I think that was my third time actually getting the the, the pleasure to meet Hoist and and do one of his sem- seminars and train with him and stuff like that and um, and like I said that was the day I got my my purple belt from him yeah. you know or the the next day actually after the fight so he saw the fight. Um, I guess liked what he what he saw and had had heard about um, the time that I was putting in on the on the mat. Yeah. Um, and I got a purple belt, which was crazy to me because, like, dude, I was a I was a one stripe blue belt. So I, I wasn't going to bring that up, but now that you have, <laughs> um, I, I'll say this: uh, I think it was either right after that. I think it may have been right after that fight. I was still teaching on Monday nights up at uh, Chad Chilcutts. That's right. Yeah. And you came in and we rolled. Now, I, I've been a purple belt for, I've been, I mean, like a, a purple belt for about a year now, but I was winning black belt tournaments and, you know, I won my first one in like February of last year. You walk in, I'm like, all right, I, I know he's good. So like, I don't hold back and you look at me and we don't hold back and we rolled for 20 minutes. Yeah. And like, we had people on the sideline be like, oh, look at Joe, he's actually sweating. Like, you know, it was like. <laughs> I said that was like we didn't tap either. We had so we had each other in so many precarious situations, and I'm like, Jesus, man, this guy is like, you're not a purple belt, man. You're you're on the way to brown, I and you, so. oh, I, I, I can, I feel like I can say that now. That may be a little big. I appreciate big-headed. that. Man. It's te- appreciate the tequila that. talking, maybe, but, <laughs> um, but I mean, legit, like people will hear that and they'll be like, man, he jumped three ranks. Like, no, 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 you were underranked. Yeah. I, I do. I can Thank honest you, to God say that, hand on the Bible, say that you were underranked. And yeah, man, Hoist saw that and was like, yeah, screw that. Yeah, Purple Hoist belt. told me he was like, uh, he was like, don't, don't wear that belt again. You're not a blue belt. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. sir. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Hoist, Mr. Gracie, sir. Oh, but no, nah, man, man he, uh, Hoist is cool. His son Connery's good too, man. And, uh, Wish them both the best of luck. I told him I was like, "Hey, man, while y'all out in in, uh, in Cali, if if your son needs some training partners, you know, somebody to 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 help him out, like, I don't care what his last name is, like, I'll 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 beat the crap out of him up in in the gym and make sure that he's ready for things." And they were like, "Yeah, man, if you get the chance out in Cali, let us know." So um, I'm gonna honor that, man. My wife's from San Diego, so I might have to make a trip and and, and pull a pull a front door, you know, a kick door, like hoist. You said. Yeah. You said. You told me. You that. told me now. And gave me this purple belt. <laughs> Don't just drop me up three ranks and and uh, not uh, let me come in here. So I mean, but yeah, he's nice. Everybody thinks that he's like this uh, kind of very stern person. So I've I've Our realized he's like funny. Yeah, hilarious. He's, he's hilarious. Um, I've also um, not at the same time because they're not really friends anymore. But um, we'll get into that later. But uh, like Avada Lima is another guy that's mm-hmm. kind of come around. He's an incredible jujitsu practitioner. Um, but I, I really think that there's, and I, I swear to God, I've said this before. I think Brazilian men have like the worst resting bitch face on earth. Like that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's prejudice for me to say or jingoist, <laughs> but like all Brazilian dudes are like, that dude's an asshole. Then you meet him, he's like, hello, my name's Hoyt Gray. Yeah, like, man. Oh God, he's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, look at, um, look at, um, jeez, uh, uh, why is he, what, Jose Aldo. Yes, you know what I mean, like the scar on his face. Just like you, but you've been through some rough times, man. Like, and I saw that little that little documentary, uh, or kind of like semi autobiographical thing that he did on on um, on Netflix, like about yeah. his life story and the situation with his dad and his dad drinking and stuff. I was like, damn, man, like 
you you worked hard you know what i mean so um yeah i i agree man i agree i i mean they're some of the best people in the world now when you're uh on bottom and hoist gracie or avado lima or any of the gracies are taking neon belly you're not gonna think that's true yeah um <laughs> no but uh but yeah man uh, but yeah so back to that you you fought on attitude um you were just straight i mean there's no other way you were dominant like the kid didn't have a room any space to breathe um you, you took him down you beat the living hell out of him thank god we weren't in mississippi to where you could elbow him i mean like that like i, I kind of felt bad i was like yeah gator because i wasn't judging this is like one of the few i didn't judge and i was like yeah gator and i said there was like poor guy keep it up keep your chin up buddy like <laughs> it's like you don't know who you just fought it's fine like <laughs> i mean and these, these fights man i mean they're really fun bro like um and and that's the thing you know like there's a uh, there's a thing that like I, I I'm having so much fun when I'm fighting usually like yeah. when I first started there was this there was more of this kind of uh yeah I'm gonna go out there and, uh, you know all this kind of testosterone driven hyper masculinity kind of thing and then when I just started having fun I was like this is this is easy like I can uh, I can kind of you know have have a good time here I mean now, and that's risky in itself like well, people say it's risky to 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 go three rounds and have a good time and test things out in there because that's literally what I'm doing. Like I'm in there, like, hmm. If I do this, what are you gonna do? I'll remember that. You know what I mean? So. I mean, like, yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know. It depends on where your head's at. Yeah. So, like, if you walk into a fight, and and I believe this because my very first coach um, kind of gave me a little about. Well, I'll get to that in a second. But he. Um, Basically, like if your head is, if you're stressed, if you're worried, if you're walking in angry, if you're, you know, if you're doing whatever, then like, yeah, you're, you're going to mess up. Like, I mean, you, your body just, the second you face adversity, you're not prepared for it. But yeah. like when you're in there and, and like I said, my, my very first coach, he used to say, uh, as soon as you were done with weigh-ins, he's like, he walked up to me like hard parts over. Now it's the fun part. Yeah. And like, I was like, what the hell? I'm about to fight a guy. You're what are you talking? Fun. Yeah. It was like, what about some fun? Well, and it, it kind of took me three or four fights to really settle into that and uh, and understand what he meant. But, like, when you're able to really enjoy this, not like, you know, like a serial killer, like enjoying, you know, hitting somebody in the right, face. Right. But, like, when you're able to enjoy it, your mind is so clear. Yeah. And, I, and I've seen that in your fights. Like, you, you had the attitude fight, dominant. Um, you go down and you fight for the uh, Summit Fighting Championships belt. Um I don't know if there was a punch thrown in that fight. Like I look at, cause I was judging that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you literally just walked in, picked him up, shot a double leg, slammed him down. And the Darce was slick. And like, I remember me screaming to, I'm a judge. I'm not supposed to do this. I'm screaming to the ref. He's out. Like I was like, <laughs> it's on tape too. Yeah. He's out ref. He's out. Um, you know, I thought that was his corner, but yeah, I think that was you, man. Oh man. Like you, I mean, you were, you're capable of finding that that calm in the storm, and that's that's such a mature thing to do, given that you've only had one pro fight. Now you've had like, you know, a million amateur fights, but <laughs> um, and you've held all three major belts, which is, and incre- I don't know if anybody else has ever done that. Nobody's done that. I, I Nobody. About, yeah, um, and and I, and I and I haven't I haven't you know promoted that or blasted that out. But I mean, oh, I know. Just, you know, <laughs> I pay attention, buddy. <laughs> I know Brandon Gator. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. It's, that that was the goal though you know what i mean and, yeah. and um and when i needed to handle business and when i need to handle business i do like people don't want to see me upset that's the thing it's like i'm happy in there i'm yeah. having a, i'm having a great time um 
but like if I'm and my, my mother says this all the time she said you know why I worry when you fight she she her body goes through an entire like a whole change she starts losing weight and breaking out and all this other stuff happens to her because she's stressing about my fights <laughs> and um she's like I'm I, I worry about you because you fight differently in the cage than in the streets because my mom's seen me fight in the street you know what I mean yeah. like she's seen me in situations where it's like this is life or death or, you know, we're in a situation I got to get out or there's something crazy going on and I got to, you know, I'm defending myself or, or somebody else. And um, she said, when, when those happen, it's it's instant every single time. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think that's the thing that I'm controlling in here. It's just like people don't want to see me see me uh, come into the cage upset. So I, I, I hate for the day that somebody shit talks me. Yeah, and, I mean it's it's fake the, anyway. For the first thing, you're like, the nicest guy in the world. Like it's gonna be hard to shit talk you. So like, let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is like I'm, I'm nice to a uh, to a point to where there's disrespect or or you put my life in danger. You know what I mean? So oh, like, yeah. I've, like I'm I'm good up into into that point, but at the at the same time, I'm nice because I'm uh, I'm fearless. Like I don't have. My friends tell me this all the time. They're like, you're the only guy I know that will fight 100 men at the same time and truly expect to win. Yeah. Like, you like you got to chill, Brandon. You can't, like, we used to be kids, and uh, you know how it is, is, you know, growing up young, urban, and in, in, in Memphis, um, there's all these little cliques, man. There's cliques everywhere. Yeah. And my friend Herman, one of my best friends, shout out to Herman, uh, he was like, you're the only guy, man, that I know that... If there's a party on the other side of town, a little house party or something, a set or something, and nobody else wants to go because it's a hostile territory, you're going to go over there and, and and act like you run the place. And I'm like, I don't act like I run the place. I'm just comfortable wherever I yeah. am. You know what I mean? Like, the world is vast and the entire place is my home. So, like, I don't I don't act like a stranger anywhere. Uh, man, that, and Especially that's a, the cage. <laughs> well, that's a good way to be, though. And, and, and to, like, kind of, you know, speak to, you know, what your mom says and... Um, that, that's a very real thing. People don't realize that the most dangerous people and you come in from kind of a military household. I think that you understand this a lot more than most, uh, people who didn't serve. Um, but like, there's a big difference between fighting the cage and fighting for your life. Like when, when I, so how I got started in fighting, like I started training jujitsu in 2004 with Chad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and not that I stayed with it cause I was a wrestler and I was a douchebag and I was like, no, jujitsu is gay. Anyway. Um, but like I, I was a combatives instructor for a special operations group and, um, you know, I, I taught people quite literally how to kill people mm-hmm. the, as quickly as possible and move on to the next person trying to kill you and kill them too. And for fuck, man, I don't know. This was 2009. I started this for shit. I think my f- first fight was in 2011. So for two years, all I knew was how to kill people and, then all of a sudden you transition from like, oh no, 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 like we want to make each other tap out. Like don't it's cool. Like, chill out. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's a like, whole nother different thing, yeah. right? Like and, and that's so different because like there there is that calm and that confidence because you bring that into the cage, uh, to where you're like, Look, I could fuck you up right now. Yeah. And and you're just kinda like, We're gonna see where this goes, but no, this could end quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean and, and that's a powerful tool, man. I guess I don't and and I and I, I convince myself sometimes that I'm going to I'm going to do it different. It's just like if I ever feel threatened, I'm going to take you out. You know what I mean? Oh. It's, it's like uh, you know, and 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 I probably shouldn't do this, but 
Sometimes I'm just in there playing with my food, man. But a gator got to eat. So like anytime <laughs> I, anytime I had that's the quote. That I'm putting that on, on our <laughs> for real. Play man. with my food, but a gator got to eat. Gator got to eat, oh, man. God, like, dude. Gator don't play no shit. You remember that? Oh my god. Um, but um, <laughs> he's quoting the other guy. Gator don't take no. Shit. Don't take no shit, man. And that's 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 true. Because anytime I had a belt on the line, like if you think about the attitude belt, um, or when I SFC. when I went to the SFC belt. Like I go in there and take care of my business, man. You know, if if it's a if it's like a a you know I'm not gonna call respect everybody that I fought in the cage, but if it's like a no name fight or it's not for a belt or anything like that, like I'm gonna get some good practice in. Yeah, you know, because that's that's all amateurs were. It's like glorified sparring matches to me, dude. That, you know, you're one of the few that understands that. There's so many people, especially when I was matchmaking. Um, some people are so fucking protective of their of their amateur record, and you're like. This is practice, dude. Yeah. None of this counts. Did you? Are you getting paid? Shut up. Exactly. <laughs> like, and, and then and all that, and, and I, you know, I see people shit talking. It's good. It's good to to raise hype for it and everything. Um, and I'll shit talk with the with the best of them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I understand that I'm I'm well spoken. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. understand that, and I can I can shit talk somebody in a freestyle, like literally rhyming the whole time. <laughs> oh man! But you know, I'm saving that. I'm saving all these things just like I'm saving my hands because. Honestly, none of the guys I fought have have given uh, have shown me enough to where they had to test my hands. Like honestly, so All it's right. I, I'm until they crack the code of um, me being able to take them down, beat the crap out of them. Uh, why would I show them something else to yeah. to take note on? You know like I, mean? I, I did a um, we did the MMA recap for it was your pro debut for V three and. Um, you know, I, I talked about one of the guys who was an amateur who literally would just shoot. He'd shot like a like a ten foot away low single, which is not something you should use in MMA. And uh, I was like, dude, knock that off as, as an amateur. Now, as a pro, this matters. Yeah. If you can wrestle, only wrestle until someone stops you. I mean, like that, that you're you're doing it right in the. Now, people will disagree with me because like that's boring. Like, well, let me tell you what it's not. It's not damaging your body. It's not damaging your brain. No one's you're not gonna have that Chuck Liddell syndrome where someone like flicks out a jab, like a half jab, and knocks you out. Yeah, you've got. How old are you? Uh, twenty nine. Twenty. So you're twenty nine. Yeah. You've taken care of yourself so much that you legitimately will be a contender at forty. Not like ah man, Gators on the back end. You know, I know he won the UFC belt, but like he's never coming back. Like you'll be still there. Like that's the smart way of doing things and you and you've done it you're right man i mean man, like, and, and and i have to think like my my you know it's my diet too i you know i i'm i'm more plant i'm plant-based you know are, um, are you vegetarian not a vegetarian okay no nah, but i but most of the, the food that i eat are vegetables so is it not i don't think you are paleo but like it's similar to paleo where you're like yeah like meat is a treat kind of thing yeah and, well i think that i think the paleo is more like um just meat and fresh greens so it's like no yeah. starches and uh things like that and um but with me i just kind of make sure that i get all of the greens that i can get all of, which is like chlorophyll filled helps your body with oxygen um fruits and vegetables nuts and omega-3 fatty acids mm-hmm. omega-6 omega-9 like i get make sure i get my good fatty oils and um you know so it's that part too it's that nutrition that definitely helps but also it's like it's it's genes too like my like my my great great i think my great 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 actual grandmother i got to see like she was alive Are you when serious? I was born. i'm dead serious jesus i have a 
I'm going to name all my living grandmothers, like counting my grandmothers, my great-grandmothers, my great-great-grandmothers. Grandma Earlene, Grandma Beatrice, Grandma Irene, uh, Grandma Mary. Um, what? Uh, yeah, Grandma where, Anne. Where are you guys from? Uh, what part of the world has this fountain Georgia. of youth? Southern Georgia. There it is. That's there it, it is. man. Georgia, fountain of youth. It's there. Yeah, people <laughs> sitting out on porches and shucking peas, dog. Like, that's the life. Like, all this, all this hustle and bustle. Like, people are, like, going nowhere fast, man. Oh, shit, yeah. I'm dying early, and I know. It's fine. <laughs> I've got life insurance. We're good. Yeah, right. But, like, I mean, are they all kind of, uh, kind of like, you know, as strict as you, not necessarily as strict, but, like, as disciplined as you when it comes to dieting and, like, what? Hell no. Oh, really? What <laughs> Hell are they? No. Hell no. No, not at all, man. Um, like, my family is is the typical Southern, um, Southern family, man, like. They don't eat the absolute best, you know, like there's, there's, there's the Southern diet of, you know, your, your, your greens, your rice, your meat, your potatoes, you know, it's, it's, it's the good stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, uh, I mean, that's, that's the American diet and that's why everybody has cancer and is getting sick and dying of diabetes. It's like, you're eating, you're eating that shit, eating sugars and, you know, I mean, I have a sweet tooth sometimes at night too, but I make sure I get my greens in. Yeah, I'm, you know. I'm not that way. I think I uh, the most vo- or I'd say the the most like starches I have are typically vodka and like you know <laughs> like I eat like bacon every now and then. Yeah, I'm, the exact, then. I'm 220 right now, so I'm not I'm not lean and shredded like Brennan Gator. But and that's another thing. Like I don't even man, I don't I don't think I've ever really cut weight. Hey, really? Yeah. What do you walk around at? Um. Oh, you got a scale? I, I, could, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I do, but I don't know. I time. walk around usually at like 163. Re- what? Something like you that. were actually a featherweight. That yeah. I, oh my god! Yeah, I don't, that's terrifying. I don't, I don't really cut. Like I, I'll, uh, uh, I'll just eat all vegetables or something like that, and maybe hit the sauna once, like just to. It's more for relaxation than it is for cutting weight. And then, like, I weighed in at the last V3 fight. I weighed in with my clothes on. All right, so let me. Uh, I got a story about this. That is the biggest dick move ever. <laughs> That's the asshole Brandon Gator coming out. My very first fight, I was in. Um, fuck, I think it was Bombholder, Germany. It was near, it was up near Spangdalem, Germany. What kind of holder? Uh, bomb hold. B a u m bombholder. It's a yeah. That's a crazy. It's a town. Yeah, it's to Americans are like bomb, bomb. It's like chill out, guys. We're good, and like. I, I got on and, you know, I weighed in, my opponent weighed in, it was fine. But then my coach was also fighting. Hmm. Coach fights and he gets on the scale and he's like, I've been there. I've, I've watched him fight. We were in the sauna together. We we're fucking struggling. Like it yeah. sucked. We're sitting there like getting angry, you know, whatever. His opponent gets on eating an apple. And I looked at this guy and I was like, I will murder you. I don't care who you're fighting tomorrow. I will kill you. Like, like that. That is the ultimate form of disrespect, right there. But that is incredible. You're, you're. I mean, you're like a young Frankie Edgar. Uh, Frankie Edgar, who's yeah, fighting yeah. at 55, would walk around at like 58, yeah. and like, you know, decimate people. I mean, like he, in my opinion, the most dominant. Uh, lightweight of all time bj penn he picked apart he knocked out gray maynard he i mean like this guy frankie edgar still i mean i know he just got knocked out but like still a 36 like yeah yeah, i'm I'm going up to atlantic city i don't want to give any spoilers there's gonna be some important people on here and i'm really excited about anyway 
Frankie Edgar <clears throat> was a <laughs> huge fan. So like seeing you being able to mimic the same thing and you're, I mean, how tall are you? You're very tall. For I'm a, like um, somewhere between 5'10 and 6 foot. Yeah. So I, just somewhere I think it's 5'11. 5'11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say you're you're very tall for yeah. a, for a lightweight, more or less a featherweight. I mean, like, is that a, well, let me ask this. Is that an option for you? Yeah. I mean, but this is the thing, man. Like, I mean, you don't you have got, to. These guys got to make me work, man, to be honest. like, Okay, fair they, enough. They got to make me work. Like, make me consider going down to 45. Okay. You know what I mean? For right now, these guys are, are are you know largely big and slow. You know, if you look at a lot of my a lot of my fights and my, and, and like I said, I respect anybody that steps into oh, the cage. Like, well, there's respect yeah. and there's realism. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And, and it's just um, if you look at the pictures from my fights, like when my hands being raised, you know, the guy was like four inches taller than me. Yeah. You know he he was he was tall and big and. Uh, um, and likewise, like I, I fought Jay Metters, and um, he was like I think he's like six three. Who who did you fight in Tupelo? Uh, um, I can't remember uh, his name, but it was for the SFC Championship. Yeah, I knew going in bomb the, bomb Bostic. That's it. So he, Wesley Bostic, I think his name. What? Yeah. So I knew Wesley had some nasty hands coming in. Yeah. And you literally took that out of the equation. Yeah. Like I, I, I've never seen Wesley has some nasty footwork, which like again going back to Frank Yecker, it's like it's one of those footwork and you negated it and took him down and I mean you didn't even submit him, you choked him out. Yeah. Like that is that is power, man. That's Thanks, I mean man, that, I appreciate that. Like man. it I mean like in, in your pro debut, um I was so pumped to be sitting cage side judging it. Uh, and the, the thing was the, the great, so, and I, I say this a lot on my, um, you know, especially on recaps and stuff. Like if I know you, I'm very, I'm way yeah, harder on you yeah. because like, I never want that, you know, someone to be like, well, he, he trained with Brandon Gator that one time. He's like, fuck off. Anyway, it's like, you know, uh, so, but you made it so dominant in your pro debut that I, I was like, yeah, no, everybody, everybody in the crowd knows who won this. So <laughs> Like that, that's incredible. And you were, I mean, this guy was, and this is the thing we could talk about being like, oh, okay. You know, Brennan Gator, maybe he's just a wrestler. This guy was good on his back. Yeah. He threw up some triangles. I was like, Ooh, he was was quick with it. And, and, you know, I had, I had actually, that actually interested me. I actually had somebody, um, and and they'll go and mention they, they came up to me a couple days before the fight and they're like, Hey man, um, you know. He he he's pretty good. Like don't don't underestimate him. You know what I mean? He's yeah. he's tricky on the ground. Like he's real wiry and can move and stuff. And that my, I honestly think that that suggestion made me think. Oh man, like I I what because I was actually thinking about like doing some hands and I was like I want to see how he is on the ground. Yeah, you know I want to see. I, I I love getting people to the point to where either negating what they thought they were going to do so that changes their whole game plan. Mm-hmm. They have to start from scratch. Um. Or just uh, dominate where they think they're the best at. You know, the same thing oh, with the guy man. on the attitude. Like, he was a purple belt. And so at the time, I was a blue belt. You know, I got my purple belt after that. But uh, I was a one-stripe blue belt. And so I was like, okay, everybody's thinking that, you know, he's going to beat me on the jits. Let's see. You know, let's let's see what he can do after I take him down. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say that, like, when you and me you rolled, I mean, granted, that was like six months ago. I mm-hmm. mean... Uh, but when you and I rolled, like, 
I was not comfortable on the bottom. I, I went for my go-to moves. You know, I went for the Kimura the trap. Kimura, I, I remember that, yeah. I, like, I, I will play the Kimura trap all day until someone shuts me down. And I remember going for it, and I was like, Jesus, it's not there. Like, I remember Thanks, I remember going for a leg lock. Like, again, you know, one of the things that, like, nobody teaches out here. I'm the only person that teaches. And I was like, dude, it's not there. Like, that's – you you have a way – like and, and I don't really say this about a lot of people. It's really weird. I feel like I'm hyping up somebody right now, but but realistically, <laughs> Thanks, like I, I'm just a I'm, I'm a big Gator fan because like Thanks, I, I've had the I've had the option of watching you fight, judging your fight, um, interviewing you before a fight. I've rolled with you. I've tried. I've like about ten minutes in, I was like, "Fuck this guy! I'm going after it." <laughs> and like, it still didn't work. Like. Like I, to me, I'm like this guy's legit. Thanks, so, man. I appreciate that. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I, yeah. Th- you're welcome for the compliment, but man, like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, it, you're, you're on a different level. You're doing something completely different that I think that no one is going to mimic. No one's going to, you know, emulate or imitate. Uh, and you've got some good shit going, man. Like Thanks, that's man. you. You. So that being said. What's next? I mean, you've got all this awesome stuff lined up. I mean, I, I know you've, you've got your own business that's doing incredible things. Um, I've seen you starting to get involved in politics I, that I'm so fucking proud of. Like, I, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, that guy, that's my boy. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, let's get behind it. But, like, like what's next, man? Man, I, I get, you know, I, I, I think it was not last night, but the night before, like, I got a text, um, not a text, but a, a, a Facebook message. Um, from someone I hadn't talked to for like years, and they were like, "When are you? When are you going for? Uh, why don't you go go for mayor?" And I was like, "What? Like I get that's probably the most uh, asked question. I'm like, that is the most random, but like, there is no way I would ever hold a political office. You know? So I mean, I, j- just because like in working in policy and doing things like that, like I'm gonna be completely honest, and they can." try to blacklist me or whatever it's like it's i'm gonna make my own money regardless like no one's gonna be able to stop me from that but like i don't believe that politicians truly have the power so you're right um and and what's weird uh man this is totally gonna piss off a lot of people who are just here for fighting but um what's so i'm getting a phd in political science um it's not really a secret to anybody but um and I work with Senator Corker. I'm on. Uh, I'm co-chairing Randy Boyd's uh, campaign. Nice. Um, so like, I, I totally get this. And God, I hope people don't get pissed off like on that end of the spectrum for me saying this. But but politicians really don't have power. So if you if you think that America is a democracy, um, America is a representative democracy at best. Realistically, probably a republic. But um, I mean that's the, that's the name like it's a it's a democratic republic. Democratic yeah. is like the adjective, so it just describes we're we're a republic. Is, you know, yeah. Whether people don't realize that or not, but uh, I mean, and, but even in a republic, you still think that you have elected representatives that choose the power and they they have the power to make everything for you. But you're absolutely right, man. Um, the people hold the power. Now yeah. the problem with that is that in the most popular election, which was our most recent presidential election. Um, the most popular election, only 25% of the uh, the country shows up mm-hmm. to, to vote. So now, do politicians hold the power? Yes, but only because 75% of America chooses to be like, ah, fuck it. To be it. apathetic to yeah. the whole situation. Let's yeah. roll the dice. Let's see yeah. what happens. And, so, and, and, you know, like, 
and and honestly, at this point, like people truly have the power, but the perceived power, yeah. um, and what has the the most um, the most influence right now is money. You yeah. know, these corporations that are that are extorting our political processes. Well, and so yeah, that, that's kind of my. No, you go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of like my whole view on it. And it's like if people if people knew that they were just being extorted um, instead of being you know killed by these weapons of mass distraction, then like. That's the best way I've heard that said. Yeah, man. that's um, I'm quoting that. I mean, and that's why I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate fighters that that do more than just fight. You know what I mean? Like people got to understand, and I'm sure that you know fighters. If we pissed you off by talking about politics for a little bit, like yeah, let me throw you a bone, man. Like they don't realize that that fighters are truly amazing people. Yeah. Like people have these preconceived notions about what a fighter is or what type of person it is. You know, like people people look at me and they're like, "Oh, you're a champion fighter." They're like, but you look like such a nice guy. You know, it's like, what's Dude, what, where's the disconnect here? You know? Yeah, it, here's the thing that people don't really understand is when it so now I'm gonna separate this celebrities. I don't give a shit about. Yeah. Like, dude, you were pretty. You got put in that thing. Your opinion doesn't fucking matter. You didn't study <laughs> shit. Shut the fuck up. Now, when it comes to athletes, you've worked so hard to perfect your craft. Yeah. Like you, uh, now I don't want to say you won't have a, a responsibility to take a stand, you know, for things and act as people's voice and things like that. You don't have that responsibility, but you have that opportunity. Right. Now, when it comes to fighters, here's the thing that people don't understand. A lot of people look at us and they say like, oh, look at those bunch of, you know, it's human cockfighting. You know, what, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bunch of, bunch of meatheads. Here's the thing. Every single person you walk into a room to and you say, like, yeah, I'm an MMA fighter. I'm a professional athlete. People, every single head is going to turn and be like, what? Yeah. It doesn't matter whether they agree with your sport, respect your sport, understand your sport. They know you are one of the most dangerous people in the room. And if you turn around and you say, like, look, I've worked very hard to do what I'm doing, and I see a problem here. I think that genuinely, I, I'm very, very happy to see fighters. I know Brian Stan, uh, massive UFC star, yeah. does that. Tim Kennedy does that. Neil Magny does that. Um, I mean, like, I, I see the, uh, I mean, actually, what's crazy is Khabib Nurmagomedov yeah. does, has done that. Like, Pacquiao. I, like, Manny, oh, my God, yes. Ma thank you. Manny Pacquiao. Floyd Mayweather. I can't stand Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> but I respect Floyd Mayweather. Um, like, yeah, I got to respect this hustle, man. Oh, God, yeah. Got no. To. He came from from yeah Jesus man he came from nothing he's um he's incredible he needs to put him back more in, back into the community but well yeah, yeah but he still, yeah, yeah he, I'm, I'm gonna hold him to to the fire on that one he also yeah. needs to learn how to read but you know <laughs> but, shots fired sh uh, whatever if Floyd Mayweather could sit down and talk to me I'm cool with yeah it. yeah yeah I'm not gonna be mad about it <laughs> but uh but yeah I mean I I think that it's awesome that you. Are, are really, I mean, you've got one pro fight, but you're a very big name around here, and you're already you. uh, actively involving yourself. Like, now you don't have to be the poster child, but involving yourself, that, that's an incredible thing to do, man. I mean, like, I'm not, I don't think I'm some huge public figure, but the I knew uh, with my counterterrorism background and seeing all the problems and things we had, I knew that I wanted to be in politics because I want to change. Nice. Now, you're the same way. I've seen, and, and if you think of this on a major scale, like the best of us who've done this, Obama's the same way. Obama wanted change. And it was literally his slogan. And I'm sitting there like, fuck yeah, this guy. Fuck yeah. 
like this guy's this guy's legit <laughs> like i mean like and whether that not that happens up for debate people are gonna be pissed about that but whatever um but like you know uh like it, it really is when you start to come into like an uh, an amazing um role like it's an opportunity and that's not a responsibility and you've embraced that you've done incredible things. I, I saw on facebook the other day you, you what were you doing you had something with like a politician or oh um, what were you doing man you're doing something i'm not sure which uh man because i'm having yeah. like a lot of meetings the fact that you answered with i'm not sure which one you're talking about like <laughs> that's awesome man that's why i'm a brandon gator fan oh, like man, thanks because what, what, what was the picture what i don't even know or... you were in like a uh, fuck it i'm gonna pull this up while we're talking let me see this Uh-oh. uh let's see let's see brandon come on auto populate throw this up brandon gator nope not brandon davis which Shout out, Brennan Brennan Davis. Proud of you, buddy. Doing some some good shit in the UFC. It's literally you sitting in a... So you're in a suit, which, by the way, he looks just as good in a suit as he does in a cage. (laughs) Outside of this building, like in a park, maybe. Um, I'm not really sure what's going on here. It's this This picture. So I'm going to turn it this way. This picture. Oh, that one. Uh, Yeah, that's... um, What was that for? That was either for the Memphis Daily News or for the uh, Memphis Business Journal or something like that. I just remember finding the picture. It's like, oh, this is a nice, this is a nice profile pic. I'll, I'll put it back up, or you know. But that was actually from a, a year or two ago, um, taking a picture for I think a, an article or something that was being written in the Memphis Business Journal. I got, I got the top forty under forty. Did you for uh, the Memphis Business Journal? That's incredible. What, two years ago, I think. Yeah. I'm I'm like trying to do that. That's incredible that you've done that. That's <laughs> thanks, man. No, hell it just, yeah! It, it was a surprise to to me too, man. It was it, it was it was a blessing, man. It's just and and I'm not looking for for that type of stuff. Like I didn't like other people nominate you, you know, for that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, but just that's down. a testament to what you're doing, man. You, I mean, you, that, that's the crazy thing. Uh, and again, I go back to this. This is why I wanted you on here because you are not just some flash in the pan fighter who's coming in. He's going to kill it on the amateur scene. He's going to go up to the UFC and he's going to get his ass beat the very first time. You're the guy who shows up, beats the shit out of everybody. Absolutely going to end up on a big show. And on top of that, you have everybody else's best interest in, involved. Uh, I mean, that's literally why I started, uh, you know, doing podcasts, doing things to give people a platform to really talk and and sh- spread their views. But you've taken that to a different level. You're you're looking at people as a whole. I mean, w- we talked a little bit briefly, and we don't have to get into this, but like, you know, uh, of the things that you're doing in South Memphis, which is realistically the most poverty stricken area in Memphis. Yeah, shout out three eight one two six three eight one zero six. Dude, yeah, I don't yeah, even man. know those zip codes. That's how bad it is down there. <laughs> and, and you're down there, and you're and you're hustling, man. You're grinding. You're fighting for the little guy. And like, to me, I don't care if you fought or not. Like that's that's respect. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, like I, I mean. I love to fight and, and and we I think this is what I was really created for and whether you know fighting can be a platform for that that's that's cool and I, I you know that that'd be great but I fight in multiple ways you know being a fighter I think my name actually Brandon means like the one who bears a sword or the one who who fights um so I'm always fighting for something um 
so it's like I, I fight for the people who can't fight for themselves or I try to speak for the voiceless and that you know that gets me in trouble like I, I'm not the guy to, to hold my tongue like if I mean I, I remember being in a meet a meeting with uh, um, a mayor and um, I won't I won't say his name just for his own you know situation. Yeah, you do. You yeah. If you want to, you can. Yeah, I mean, but, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't mind. I'm just you know being being respectful. But um, I told him. He said, "said What do you, you know? How do you think about how I'm doing as a as a mayor?" And I was like, "I think you could do better, and you could listen to the people more." And I was like, "And honestly, I think I could do a better job." And um, damn. And he literally looked at me and he was like, in his exact words, if you've got the balls to say that to my face, then you're somebody that I need to, you know, I need to talk to. Um, I'm going to take a wild, I mean, I'm not going to say this name, but I'm going to assume I know which mayor you're talking about. And that's incredible because I've been in the same room with him and I've not said that. I've been just been like, yeah, you're the mayor. Okay. Yeah. Man. Yeah. We're friends. That's fine. Like I've I've, um, helped to write housing policy on a state level Uh, that's been passed, like, uh, from changing the Neighborhood Preservation Act to um, the Blight Authority of Memphis was literally my brainchild, and that's a it's a quasi governmental uh, agency. So um, just like do, doing stuff like that, like that's not a that's crazy enough. That's not the stuff that people get excited about, right? Like it, it's weird, you know what I mean? Because like, that's the important thing. Yeah, but that's not what people want to pay attention no, to. I mean, not even at my freaking family, and, and I love my family, but like. At my family reunions, right? Like the Easter family reunions where we all meet up in, in Georgia on, on the family land and everything. And and um, I can be doing this, that, and the third and traveling, speaking about housing policy or community development or revitalization or whatever. And everybody in my family, all they want to talk about is, how was your last fight? Yeah. How right? was the fight? You know, how, did you beat somebody up? Did you knee them? Did you break any bones? Like, you know... Are you sore? What's it like? What do you eat? How do you work out? I need to get in shape. Uh, can you help me? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, I just helped 800 people move from a slumlorded, you know, apartment complex where they had bed bugs falling on them. And nobody wanted to go in and get their, you know, get that qualitative and that quantitative information from them. But I don't give a shit. I'm going to go in there and just leave the clothes. You know what I mean? But, but, uh, and helping them move, like, that's the important stuff. But they want to know whose ass did I kick, you know, yeah. uh, March 24. <laughs> yeah, dude. I That's, God, that's fucking incredible, man. Yeah. That's, I thought you were talking about this other picture, man. Oh, you got some good ones. I know you said you had multiple ones. You've, you've got some good shit on there. I, I was looking at it a second ago. Um, let's see. So, uh, yeah, what's funny is you got a shit ton of fight pics on here that, ironically enough, you didn't post. Somebody else posted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you've got, oh God, there's uh, so many pictures on here. Uh, I thought you were talking about the one with um, uh, John Butler, who's the president of the Agri Center, and um, I did see that one and too. And the guy who's uh, over, um, what do you call it? Not USDA, uh, the Department of Agriculture for Tennessee. Uh, yeah, so uh, John Butler and uh, J. J. Templin, yeah, yeah. Templeson, Templeton. Yeah, he's Sorry. the head of the Department of Agriculture for Tennessee. So just working on like. <clears throat> increasing like food sovereignty like we kind of have this this whole model where there's people are on food stamps and all this stuff i'm like man if everything went to shit how are you gonna feed yourself you know what i mean like all this unhealthiness going on like what if you grew your own food and so um just to let everybody know what i'm doing down in south memphis like uh 
we're called the Greenleaf Learning Farm. We impact like 300 kids every single week. Um, after school programs, early literacy academies, uh, teaching kids how to read in the, literally the third poorest zip code in the nation, the first poorest, uh, poorest zip code in Memphis. Um, we got a 72 foot greenhouse out there, hoop houses, uh, remodeling an apartment complex uh, to give affordable housing in the area, um, like all kinds of stuff. We have an urban orchard where people can pick their own fruit off of trees and shit. So like, you know, that that's where the that's where my heart is and that's where the real work is. And the things that I see in my community as far as the injustices, the inequities, the oppression, repression, the disenfranchisement, you know, um, people being treated less than all that stuff, you know, riles around in you and stuff. And and uh, one of the things that I love to do is after taking in all of that, whether it be emotion or tension or just the 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 processes and the, the, the workhorse you have to be to kind of work through some of these things. I take that shit to the gym. You know what I mean? Like you get frustrated. You're I like, mean, this I, is what I'm going out. I guess it's it's not even frustrated. It's just like I know that it. I'm aware enough to know that I can't see like like you being in the military. Maybe like if you see war every day, yeah. Then you have to start questioning your mental health. You oh, have absolutely. to. You know what I mean? You have to say yeah. like, okay, wait a minute. Like I know this shit is not normal. Like this isn't the way things are supposed to what? be. I, I, what's funny is I, I literally posted on the Rye Whiskey pot or not the yeah Red Whiskey podcast Instagram the other day. It was like, um, you know, very rarely it, I think it was a quote. It was like very rarely is a strong man not at war with himself. Yeah, and 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 that's exactly what you're talking about here. Like, if if you're not questioning every move you make, then you're not in the game. Yeah, here's the thing about chess, man or jujitsu, or fighting, or whatever else, I'm six moves ahead of you. Yeah. And if I can't sit there and sit back and think like, yeah, I'm part of this game, then dude, I'm going to get destroyed in the first move. Exactly. And, and that's what you're doing, man. You're you're implementing yourself, you're, you're throwing everything in, and you're you're really digging into the best part of society here. I mean, you're... Man, thank you, brother. Dude, I, I'm a huge fan. Like, I, in, in fact, like... Do you guys have like a Facebook page? I'll yeah, have like, yeah. So throw Green, that out there. Uh, Greenleaf Learning Farm, or just go to Greenleaf, um, and it'll pop up. It's in South Memphis. Uh, that's the Facebook. So it's all lowercase. It's Greenleaf. That's how the logo is made. We thought it'd be something that was just uh, interesting. And actually, like if you guys are interested, I need every fighter, every promoter, um, come to South Memphis uh, at 590 Jeanette Place, Memphis, Tennessee, 38126. Uh, on April 20th, we are having a harvest festival. Now, what this is, is like we're literally throwing a block party for um, the most underserved community in Memphis. Um, and, and what that looks like, we're having literally like the 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 same thing that you might find in, in like a, a very affluent neighborhood, like meditations and massages and, um, you know, access to fresh produce. Like we're going to have that in, in South Memphis. So we're we're. Uh, going to be doing tree plantings. We're going to be having bouncies for the kids. We're going to be barbecuing and cooking stuff on the grill, fresh out of harvesting out of the freaking farm. Um, and we're going to talk about wellness and health. Like it's, it's going to be nice. We're going to have a live band out there playing blues and jazz and, and things of that nature. So come out April 20th. Um, again, 590 Jeanette Place, Memphis, Tennessee, 38126 from 4 to 6 p.m. It's going to be a lot of things going on. Some surprises. Like, we're, we're actually sponsored by the Memphis Grizzlies. So, Dude, like, hell our, yeah. our whole pavilion it, um, was funded by the Grizzlies. 
we're also uh, um, uh, funded by like the Kresge Foundation, which is a national organization and foundation. Um, so every every Thanksgiving, all the Grizzlies players and the coach and the staff come out. Um, and we give away like 300 turkeys and, and 300 baskets so that everybody in the hood has a Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's incredible, man. You, like you can't beat that. Stuff, I'm literally man. following this as, as we're talking, I'm sitting here typing looking for it. Like I appreciate guys that, go man. out and follow this shit. I mean, Brennan, Brennan Gator is doing some incredible things. I mean, like that, that sounds like, man, no, first of all, let's just, let's just start here. Knowing that the Grizzlies are probably you know going to show up or definitely following this, like that's hell yeah, down yeah. for that. The the thing is, when I moved back from Memphis, I had this um, the this picture of Memphis that Memphis was completely divided and all this stuff. And I came back in 2014 and I realized that the Grizzlies are what make Memphis like unified. So the fact that they're behind it, yeah, man, that's incredible. So that, yeah, go follow this stuff. Like, I'm a huge advocate of this. Everybody else should be an advocate of this. Please go follow it. Um, show up. Let's do this. Let's, do this. Let's cook some food, man. I'm down. Yeah, like, you going to come out? Yeah, man, yeah. We, I mean, we... 420? We... You know I'll be there. <laughs> You're going to be hungry as I was about to say, man, I'll be hungry as shit. Like, <laughs> you know oh, I'll be man. there. <laughs> but oh, no, man, man y'all... y'all... I, didn't, I didn't recognize that. <laughs> I knew what you meant. Y'all, please come out, man. Like, uh the the people really need you out there, man. And shout out to um, to Paul Kimball and uh, Eric Bossler, um, two fighters, two local fighters. One ha- uh, I know Paul has a fight May twelfth on the, on the Attitude card, but these guys came out this morning to the farm and literally helped us move the um, the nastiest you know compost that's been just churning and uh, uh, for months. So it's all this everything that you throw away, like your fruits, your vegetables. We put in a big pile throw a big piece of plastic over it and wait till it cooks down and turns to soil. They helped us get that worm bug infested shit from one part of our, our uh, uh, farm to the whole other part and put it down. So like they did some real dirty ass work today from like yeah. 9 a.m. To, to noon. And the only reason they left was because Paul had school. So uh, shout out to Paul and, and Eric, man, for coming out and volunteering. If there's any other fighters, anybody that wants to do something good for the community, y'all need volunteer hours, whatever it is, like, we can take all the help we can get. So, you know, me being me, I know who follows this podcast. Let me just go ahead and throw this out there. I know a shit ton of fighters who are listening right meow. And I know a shit ton of frat boys that are listening right meow. Both of you guys, both of you groups can use some volunteer hours. And I'm telling you, there's not very many better things to be doing right now. Like, guys, show up and do this. Like... The reason I had Brennan Gator on here is not because he's some incredible fighter. Show up to one of his fights. You'll figure that out real fucking fast. <laughs> but sh- he's a he's a great human. You guys, you don't realize that the reason Memphis is turning around. And you know what? Here, I'll say this. When I left in 2008, Memphis was shit. It was one of those places that people bragged about where you're you're saying like, yeah, I'm from Memphis. Like you're a tough guy. Like you've survived some shit. Let me let me let me say two things. One, I lived in actual Memphis for about three years of my life. The rest of the time I lived in Cordova or Lakeland. <laughs> Not really Memphis. Yeah. Like I, there was no hood in me, buddy. Like let's <laughs> like 
So uh, when I came back in 2014, people were like, yeah, man, let's go to Overton Square. I'm like, why? I don't want to get stabbed. <laughs> and I realized that Overton Square had turned itself around. It's now the, it's now the place of the locals hang out. Yeah. You know, people were saying, like, let's go to South Main. I'm like, no, fuck that. That's, that's, no, yeah. no. I'm going to get robbed down there. It's yeah. great. It's so nice down there. Yeah. The reason people are are turning Memphis around and all Memphis has become – you know, it's something that you're really proud to be from are are seriously from people like Brennan Gator and all the things that he's doing, all the things that people like him are doing. Everybody's turning Memphis around. We're making this a better place and we're doing incredible things. Yeah. And like, so if you're a fighter, if you're a frat boy, which seemed to be our two biggest things, um, or jujitsu practitioner, pretty much covered all three areas in that moment. But, um, Guys, let's show up. Let's do some stuff, man. Let's get some good stuff in. Let's let's keep contributing to our city. Uh, you know, if you're not from Memphis, show up. You're going to meet some great people. You're going to meet the future UFC champion, whether it's 55 or 45, up to him, you know, <laughs> wherever he decides to go. Um, but, yeah, seriously, I mean, I, I'm pumped. I'll be there. Especially Thanks, man. I, I appreciate the shout-out, man. Hell yeah, man. You, I, I know that you're doing some awesome things, and I can I can say, like, yeah, you hit them with this elbow, you hit them with this knee, <laughs> you hit a darse choke. Like, I can say that all day, but I knew coming into this podcast that I had an incredible person on here that I wanted to showcase how amazing you were as an individual. Thanks, man. And also... The fact that you can whip most people's ass. <laughs> Two different things. <laughs> You're very dynamic, buddy. Oh man, thank you. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy life, man. And, and there's a, there's a lot of things that, that really went into it. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a lot that goes into um, doing the kind of work that I do, and actually being able to stay and do it. You know, because a lot of people get involved in this kind of work. And they're in it for about, you know, three to five years. Next thing you know, they're out. You know, they're, they're stressed. They're having uh, depression problems or they're just working themselves, you know, into the ground. Um, but but in Memphis in particular, like you got to literally have got to have that grit and that grind. That's why I love I love that that slogan that the, that the Grizzlies use, because it's like this this city will spit you out sometimes if you don't have the dedication to stick with it. It's like a it's like a um, it, it's like a possessive girlfriend, man, that but is like it is the most amazing everything in the world or something. You know, what I mean, like she she she's going to require a lot of you, man. Like, but if you treat her right, you you know, happy wife, happy life. You know what I mean? Hell so yeah. so if you stay in Memphis and you grind it out then you're that Carnegie, you're that Rockefeller in the Depression. Like, you're investing when everybody's leaving. Hell yeah. So when, when, the, when the tides come back in, who's going to be on top? Yeah, and, and let's, let's talk about history for a second. Yeah. The, most, the wealthiest man in the world, John Rockefeller. Yeah. Invest in Memphis, invest in us, invest in what we're doing, invest in Brennan Gator. Guys, you're, you're going to get a return. Yeah. Trick, oh, oh not trick, but uh, trivia question. Who is the, the richest man to ever live? Ever. Who, who is it? Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa. He was a a, a king out of um, Mali, out of Mali in Africa, and he like he took a trip. He took a trip east for um, uh, I think his his. It was uh, a Mecca his, or the Hajj? Yeah, for his Hajj, his like his his uh, his journey, and um, he actually changed economies. Uh, because he was giving away too much gold. It, it, this is when... Uh, <laughs> but that's yeah, just oh, some nerd. Shit. That's some dork shit. No, you know? dude, that's legit. That, yeah. uh, so, like, Mansa Musa was, like... What's crazy is you bring this up. 
this was back in the days when they used like cowrie shells as economy yeah. and um like Mansa Musa ended up kind of changing the economy yeah. when it came to a lot of p- different places especially when he traveled through Egypt and like he he's incredible please look that up guys yeah. i'm not going to give you a history lesson please look that up <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, dude, that's dude. Good yeah, call. That, you know good call mean? there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, like, like, and, and I'm not, I'm not an anomaly, man. Like, fighters are some of the some of the most interesting people that I've that I've ever met. You know what I mean? And I and I think the dog back here agrees. Like, he he's shouting out too. He's saying yeah, like, he's, yeah, fighters are dope people. Like, yeah, fuck man, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, fighters are intelligent. Like, fighters are 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 cool. They're compassionate. Like, they're they're. They're guys that could do anything in the world because you guys don't understand the the amount of dedication and the amount of work ethic and the amount of perseverance that you have to have in order to do this sport and and not not only just do it but to be successful at it. Yeah, you could. Uh, there's so many chances to hop off the train, man. There's so yeah. many times where you're like, oh no, I am hurting, or oh no, I'm I'm this or I'm that. There's a million excuses that you can have, but to become a champion in anything, I don't care if you're an AMI champion, like. You can't fake that. Hell yeah. Know, so, well, yeah. That, shit, yeah. God, I couldn't have said that better. Like, <laughs> like that, that is incredible, man. Well, yeah. Um, God, what else, man? Like, I, what? I don't even have anything else right now. That's 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 incredible, dude. Yeah, you've wrapped it up. This is this podcast has been this episode has been more than I ever could have imagined. Right now, Thanks, I mean, and uh, guys, going forward, whether you're listening. Uh, subscribe or not, understand that we're gonna have a lot more Burning Gator on here. Like this guy, this guy's legit, both in politics and in uh, in fighting and MMA and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Like this guy, we're gonna watch this guy come up on here, and I'm I'm pumped to see it, man. Thanks, man. I, I support every single thing you're doing out here. I know a lot of people that do. I appreciate it, man. I, and I, I appreciate all the support and everybody that helps me out. And, and I just got to thank, you know, all the people that, that have been supporting me so far to, to, to get to this point, uh, to this privileged position, man. I got to shout out, of course, God for just getting me through everything that I've been through. And, and um, I know always being in my corner and saving me from injury and, and all the other crazy things in this world. Shout out to my wife, who has stuck with me through thick and thin. Baby, I love you. Appreciate it. I'll be home soon. Um, my mother, my father, uh, also my coaches, Jason Aldridge, who drives down from Missouri every time for my fight, no matter where it is, no matter when it is. He does whatever he has to do to be there, and I appreciate it. He's the guy, when you look up um, my fights, when you Google my name, because I know you will, um, <laughs> after hearing this great podcast, man, like Google it out. He, Jason Aldridge is the guy who's yelling uh, from my corner telling me exactly what I need to do. You know what I mean? Like where, uh, me and my coaches are literally the same brain in there, man. It's like hive brain, hive mind kind of thing. Um, shout out to everybody that's been an opponent. You know what I mean? I'm, um, uh, sorry I had to be that way. Um, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, it it is what it is, man. And, 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 uh, shout out to my future opponents too, man. Like I know you guys are listening I know you're looking me up, trying to figure out who I am, what I'm about, see if you can get like a little edge on me or something like that. Man, trust me, the same confidence that you hear me speaking with now, it's the same thing you'll feel on your chin. Um, So I'll see you soon. Uh, Be ready to lose. Be ready to concede. Be ready to tap out. Be ready to put lights out, you know, to have your lights put out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we're there to do, to show fireworks and to blind people. And if you ain't willing to die in there, then don't enter there with me, man, because trust me, I'm being nice right now. There's much more to come. Uh, This is Brandon Gator, man, here with Shin to Chin. 
Y'all, thank you for the support. I'll see you at the top. Peace. Hell yeah. Dude, that was that was fucking dope. <laughs> Shit. I don't even know how to wrap that up after that. Well, guys. Uh, Instagram, too. Yeah. See, right? What is Instagram? Uh, you can just type in my name, Brandon Gator. Uh, I think there's like this show one up that's like a fake or whatever. But uh, if you want the actual name, it's Gladiator underscore G. Again, that's Gladiator underscore G on Instagram. Uh, y'all add me. I put up funny stuff all the time. Um, yeah, check me out. Gladiator Gator. Hell yeah. Go follow Gator. We got some good shit from him coming up. And he it's if, if you're not a fighter or if it doesn't matter, I don't care. Go follow this guy. He's doing some big things. We're going to have him back on the show. We're going to do incredible things. Awesome. Um, but hell yeah, man. I don't even know how to end a podcast like that. That's This is one of the best ones we've done. Uh, I'm super pumped. Please go follow him. Follow us at, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, and stay tuned for the next one. I don't even know how we're going to top this, dude. Good, good job. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. Appreciate it. Let's roll some more. Like We got we to gotta train together again. Man. Hell yeah, man. We're going to do some good training. Uh, we'll probably post some videos eventually, but... But yeah, um, yeah. Keep stay tuned. We got some good people ahead of us. I don't know if we're gonna do this good, but yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me, man. Hell yeah. Appreciate it. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for us tonight. Uh, yeah, and, and stay tuned. We got some huge things coming. Uh, some some stuff from Walla in Atlantic City. We're gonna do some pretty dope shit. Stay tuned for that. Otherwise, man, uh, we'll see you. See ya. If I can say one more thing. Go ahead. There you go. I, that was a teaser, y'all. Uh, there's one more person that I hadn't shouted out, and that's my Uncle Mike from B2G. I would hear it until the, until the, until the end of the world if I did not uh, speak his name. Thank you for all the encouragement. Thank you for all the motivation. Thank you for what you do in the community with the kids. Uh, B2G means better together. And I really believe that for the Memphis community, man. If everybody in Memphis, as far as the fighters and all that stuff, stop all the bullshit, man. Like, let people train at other gyms. Like, go see how you are. You know, um, um, get other training partners. Like, if we're we're better together, we'll make each other better. So, any anybody that that wants to train with me, hit me up. I'm here. Hell yeah. Peace. All right, guys. Well, we're out. We'll see you next time. Uh, y'all stay tuned. <laughs>